When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Third period about to get underway in Toronto. Panthers leading the Maple Leaf 3-2. They're trying to go up 2-0 in the series. Coming up. Dallas home to Seattle. Seattle leads that best of seven. One zip. Oilers skating today. Another practice tomorrow. Game two at Vegas on Saturday. It's on 6.30. Chad Faceoff show at three. Game will start at five. We just had Luke Gazdick on the show for Avalon Foundation Repair. Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years. Home of the lifetime warranty. Kind of breaking down how Vegas is playing in the neutral zone. How they push the pace. He said maybe the Oilers weren't quite ready for that after playing Los Angeles in the first round. Really uh, was interested in what he was saying about Vegas defending McDavid and almost letting him enter the zone but then swarming him a little bit they they didn't seem too worried about stopping him in the neutral zone but gathering guys around him so once he got across the blue line he couldn't drive into the slot and didn't have enough room to really go wide around somebody either so we'll see uh, if that continues and what the orders can figure out after that game one loss and and Gazdick, uh you know also said that at some point from Stuart Skinner you need another save or two along the way and, uh, you know, that is part of the discussion. I don't think that was a goaltending loss, but I do think Skinner's play has not been on the level it was for most of the regular season. His save percentage is 883 uh, here in the postseason. And I've heard uh, somebody called in last night, said got to go with Campbell the next game. I, I, I know the think Stoff had a text or two about uh, Campbell going in for game two. I do not think that is going to happen on Saturday. And the, the reason I think that is because the Oilers already had a pretty crucial goaltend decision after the Game 3 win over the Kings, and Campbell saved that game, and they came back with Skinner. And Skinner was not pulled last night, remember. So I, I do think it's Skinner in Game 2. Now, if the Oilers lose Game 2 and allow five or six goals or whatever it might be, and are down 2 nothing in the series, well, then I think you got a pretty realistic situation that it could be Jack Campbell back at home on Monday. Uh, Skinner spoke today in Vegas and uh, evaluated his own performance. Yeah, I, th- I thought I made some good saves at, at key moments. I thought they did a really good job on kind of hounding on us, especially in front of the net. Uh, it felt like they were kind of tipping everything, uh, which is, you know, props on them. I also thought we did a great job on just being able to battle back and have that resilience once again. Um, and we're just going to have to keep on, uh, keep on having that mindset moving forward. And I definitely got better, but I always got better. 
All right. Well, yeah, he always believes he, he can play, but he means he can play better. And uh, he wants to show that next time he's in the net. And, of course, he is up for Rookie of the Year, might win the thing. He was asked today about his Calder nomination. Yeah, it's uh, obviously new. I'm very honored. It's a very, very cool uh, accolade, but at the same time, it's the only reason I get the opportunity for that is because of the guys in front of me, for the opportunity that I've gotten, for the people that have uh, helped me through this whole year and through my whole life. So I'm very fortunate to have the team that I have in front of me here, um, and it's all because of those guys. So obviously a huge honor, um, but that's, uh, that's in the future. So um, right now I'm just I'm here in Vegas. Right. Well, they are there in Vegas. <laughs> That's for sure. 7804960063 got a message from Jason who says uh, read the Oilers played it was the Oilers played like it was the 10th game of the regular season, not the 8th game of the playoffs. No urgency, no forecheck in the D zone. They were just watching people. They have to learn. Well, you would have hoped they would have uh, learned that lesson by now. Hopefully it's just one off night, but I I think that's fair. It, it looked like a game from earlier in the season, you know, where Edmonton might not be as polished, might uh, flirt with disaster, try to outscore their mistakes, have a star player or two come through and ultimately not get it done. I do think that was part of the storyline last night. Give Vegas credit. They want to pressure you. Pressure forces mistakes. But I, I went back and watched uh, parts of the game today. You know, first, and, and it's interesting with DeHarnay because I, I, DeHarnay is really popular. I love his story. I love how he has played. He has had a couple of tough games in the postseason. Is he going to get a break? Do they go with 12 forwards and six defense? But first goal, he kind of gave the puck away at the side of the net. Leads to that scramble in front. Barbashev finally scores. Uh, the second goal... And, 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 this, and this, to me, is probably ind most indicative of how loose the Oilers were in the game. Because I think we saw against L.A., you know, yes, there were mistakes and giveaways, but there were, f and even since the Oilers have been playing well in the second half of the season, fewer self-inflicted wounds, you know, like the more detail, playing hard along the boards, playing hard in the slot. In that L.A. series, so many times, you know, you had a back-checking forward. You had a guy come help out down low. Even if you're not making a clean play, getting in the way, chipping a pass, knocking a puck out of the danger area. Uh, that play, like, it was, a, it was a fairly harmless rush by Vegas. And then, it depends how you want to look at it. Did Nurse need to come that far over towards CeCe to defend that play? No. But does he think Dreisaitl's back-checking on the weak side to take Amadio? Probably. Did, did Dreisaitl finish his back check to get there swiftly enough? No. And then, again, the shot goes short, slide, short side glove on, on Skinner. Uh, power play goal was the third goal for Vegas. DeHarnay did have the puck behind the, the net along the wall, kind of fanned on a clearing attempt, but, you know, I don't know if that puck would have gone out anyway. The fourth goal was uh, the deflection goal in front, and the Oilers seemed to just not be in exactly the right spot there. McLeod was the, the low defender in front of the net, didn't have the guy tied up. I think he was worried about another guy in the slot. And then the, the fifth goal, I, I'm glad I went back and watched this one. The Oilers got the puck out. Costin got the puck out into the middle of the ice, but it was kind of a inaccurate pass or, you know, he could have got the puck deeper down the ice if he wanted to get it out. So Vegas got it right around center and swooped back in and eventually scored. And when Costin cleared it, the Oilers kind of had a bit of a panicky change. CC went off and, and maybe he shouldn't have, maybe he should have been more sure. Nurse came on. He kind of has to sag down lower because now the puck's already coming back in. So, you know, ba bad changes, bad coverage, incomplete coverage. 
I think that all hampered the Oilers last night. The reason I remain optimistic is, A, because it's only one game, and, B, we've seen them do these things better. This isn't a team, oh, my God, first first time in the second round. How, we, how could we possibly have been prepared for it? They can prepare for it, and, and I think they will. And, again, Vegas played really well. Vegas played really, really well. It was a tie game early in the third period. And then one another thing the Oilers didn't manage very well, they didn't manage the success of tying the game. They tie it 3-3, then about you know two and a half, three minutes later, Vegas is up by two goals again, and Woodcroft commented today on allowing those quick responses. Uh, well, here's what I would say is that, um, you know, I think it, it's important that um, when you when you score a big goal, whether that's the first goal of the game or you tie it up in the third period, you want to make sure that that next shift uh, is a good one, uh, one that you spend uh, in the other team's zone. Um, and the big thing is you want to eliminate the freebies. Um, and those are things that we talk about. Uh, so, you know, I thought uh, the one in the first period, that's completely within our control. That's an individual error um, where we turned a puck over that normally we don't make that play. We made that play. It's an individual error. Um, not ideal, but we don't live in an ideal world. I think the, the in the third period there, I think there's, uh, you know, better ways of handling uh, that situation. They didn't score right after the power play. There was a shift in between. I thought we had a good shift after our goal it was the next shift after and uh, I thought just there were things that we could do to handle that situation better in the end we lost coverage uh, in front of our net that's another individual error so for me those are things uh, within our control um, and that's what we talk about in trying to improve all right a little bit there from Jay Woodcroft in Vegas earlier today, Derek Ryan did skate. No update on the status of Matthias Janmark, who left the game early after crashing into the boards. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what's, what do we have? A lot cooking on a text line here. We'll start with Al, who's texted in and said, Hi, Reed. Uh, Skinner's save percentage when Vinny is on the ice is .750. With Vinny off the ice, Skinner's saves percentage is .918. That's from Al. Yeah, I mean, some struggles for DeHarnay, and, and I want him to succeed. I, I just think, okay, yet another uh, alert there. Obviously, really uh, difficult time here with a lot of the, the fires in Alberta, and we'll keep you updated on our, our newscast here on 630 Chad Global News Radio 880. Of course, the Global Television News will have extensive coverage as well. Just hope wherever you're listening, first of all, thanks. Hope you're safe. Uh, I know there are more serious things going on in, in the world than uh, than the hockey playoffs right now, but uh, that's where we, we bring you here on Inside Sports. I, anyway, the, there was a comment there from a texter, Al, on the uh, save percentage with DeHarnay on and off the ice, and I was saying maybe DeHarnay comes out, maybe he needs to watch a game or reset, or maybe Broberg just plays more. Last night, Broberg played 940. DeHarnay played 819. We got uh, more of your feedback, and a, a very special guest is going to be in studio between 7 and 8, uh, 730 and 8. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, nine and a half left in the third. 
Panthers leading the Leafs 3-2. Uh, been a good game. Leafs with a lot of pressure. Bobrovsky's been doing great in net. Uh, again, another uh, emergency alert. Uh, keep it tuned to 6.30, Chad, for uh, updates. I'm going to let the news folks handle these. Uh, I'm not insensitive to what is happening, of course. I know some of these have been near uh, Evansburg, where uh, where I grew up. It's been a while since I, I lived there. But, of course, uh, thinking about, well, everybody... Uh, wherever you're affected by the fires, but uh, back in my old hometown of Evansburg, yeah, definitely uh, hits home a bit for me too. Okay, 780-496-0063. Kellen, uh, hit me with some more messages, please. Absolutely, yes. Tintin texts in and says, bench nurse if he's on the ice if they score. Absolutely useless defenseman for what he gets paid. All right, well, that's, I mean, that's just one of the stupidest texts we've ever received. I'm sure that person is joking. We got our old friend, ah, Texting in or AH as well. <laughs> Regarding RNH, one thing that truly concerned me about RNH last night is I don't think him, Yamo McLeod, managed to make a tape to tape pass once last night. On top of that, their pass attempts were very slow and soft, and he capitalized very slow and soft for the emphasis on the uh, pass attempts and that's something I've noticed all season happening when Oilers struggle that's my concern for RNH he seems soft and slow out there last night but I'm far more concerned about McLeod and Yamel than RNH RNH will bounce back that's from ah or AH uh, okay, yeah, stuff to keep it on. They, I mean, they weren't sharp overall. They did pick it up. The second half of the game was better than the first. Now, of course, you're behind, so you gotta you gotta press and you gotta play your top players a little bit more. I think it was just an all-round poorly executed game. I, I'm gonna just go back to that guy's nurse comment because I was dismissive and mean to him, and I try not to do that. And Rob Brown has made this comment: paying a guy more money does not make him a better player. You know, Rob said once, if, if that was the case, they'd give Devin Shore $10 million and he'd automatically turn into one of the top scorers in the league. I get the fact that there are some people out there who don't like Nurse's contract. And I really think you need to stop crapping on Darnell Nurse for that. I, I mean, Ken Holland was heavily involved in the contract negotiations and ultimately had to sign off on that. And we know why he decided to do that. If you disagree with it, that's fine. Darnell Nurse is not a perfect defenseman. Uh, you can totally argue that he is overpaid in terms of his performance. Um, but, I mean, that contract, if he goes to free agency, it's it's probably still starting with an eight. You know, and, and maybe if he did go to the open market, it would have be, it would have been a nine. He's not going to get benched if he's on the ice for a goal against. Okay? I mean, I, I, hopefully Tintin realizes that that's just uh, an outrageous comment. Okay, give me one more. One more quick one, and actually we've had multiple comments about this, so I'll just go with our old buddy Matt in the culvert's uh, text about it. Uh, Reed, what is the status of Matthias Janmark? Anything new? What he said he didn't, we didn't know. Hopefully no more tomorrow. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. All right. That was a lot of build-up for nothing, eh? It was. <laughs> you sneak one more in or we don't have time? Uh... Not well, not at the moment. We'll, we'll try to sneak some okay, more in we'll later. Try to, we'll try to maybe get a couple in before the end of the show. Uh, we got a really special guest standing by in studio here to join me. He is uh, the best in Canada at his sport of choice, and it's going to be one that surprises you. It's going to be one that surprises you, and I think you're going to learn a lot about. That's coming up next, Inside Sports on Chet.